Hello and welcome to the Hidden Things and Hidden Things. This is session 15, still on chapter at the end of chapter 11. Also known as that part with all the creepy dream sequences and Walker being slimy and Gershon being satyrish. We did a little bit of sound effects with this chapter that we're still working on here. Well, actually, I just recorded it. So once you hear this, you will know that there were some special effects. We don't do a lot of these here, but you know, we're taking the time to kind of do this here. And, and what you've got in here is a weird little echo effect with Walker's voice that you hear a whisper. It's a little bit in reverse than what you hear a lot of times with these sorts of things, where it's like you hear somebody talking and the whisper continues afterwards. Instead of this one, you hear the whisper first and then you hear the voice. Uh, that that's a reflection of what I see happening here. It's a mental connection between Walker and Calliope. And what Calliope is actually getting is she's hearing the thought behind the speech first. She's hearing that. She's getting the sense of what Walker's thinking before he says it or before the projection of him says it. So it's a weird kind of bit where she's picking it up early. Um, it should sound okay. That's, that's the hope. Um, but that's sort of mentally what's what's going on here and walker is basically just trying again trying to take her apart to figure out where the hell they are because uh vikas did do a pretty good job of losing them and is trying his very damnedest to stay as far away from walker as he can for reasons that we will learn very soon gershon's got his own little weird thing going on and the voice is a little bit different in the dream too but he looks different in the dream his voice is a little bit different he looks a little bit more different he's not as well, he's back to his sort of weird self or he's, his nature is sort of exposed because Gershon's not there. It's Walker projecting it. And Walker, he won't play the games of the hidden things anymore. So when he projects somebody from the hidden lands, any of the hidden things, he projects them much more closely to the way that they quote unquote really are because he just, he's lost all patience for the games that they play to stay concealed. And consequently, Gershon, as he is put here, is just exposed, so to speak. And also probably Walker found him, Gershon. Um, he knows that they were there. He knows that that's where they were last. So he's, he knows he's a couple of days behind and he hasn't been able to find Calliope yet. But the fact that he knows she was at Gershon's and the fact that Gershon is in this thing probably means that Walker's been talking to him and may or may not sort of have him in his grasp, so to speak. So it's possible that in the same way that Gluin came a little bit unfastened when pressure was put to his facade, that uh, Gershon came a little bit unfastened when Walker put a little bit of pressure on him. I think that ultimately Gershon is okay, or will be okay, but right now he is not so okay. I don't think Gershon's actively part of this, but because if he were, he wouldn't be leering at Calliope. Again, this is, this is Walker's projection of, you know, quit lying to yourself. Quit trying to pretend you're something you are. You're not some harmless old man running a karaoke bar in a small town in the mountains. You're a lech. You're a slime ball. You want to, you know, you're going to leer at every thing with two legs that comes by because that's what you are. That's what you're always going to be. And that's what you're never going to be able to change, et cetera, et cetera. Because that's just how he is. Accept it, deal with it, move on. Or I'll stab you in the gut. Walker's lost a lot of the subtlety that he had the ability to, he could have sent dreams back in the old days that would never, that would simply have been unsettling dreams and you would never really been able to trace them back to him. He doesn't have that knack anymore. So everything kind of comes unglued the longer he goes. 
maybe it's Calliope's brain picking apart things that are wrong with the dream until things start to come apart because every single iteration of the dream that he keeps trying to subject to her falls apart faster. So the thing with Vicus is pretty normal until right near the end. And maybe, maybe Walker was doing that on purpose just to freak her out. But then with Gershon, there's a way that he could have put Gershon's conversation to her so that they would be talking about where they're going to drive next. And he could have found that out from that, but he can't get Gershon to, he can't make Gershon look normal because he doesn't have that capability anymore. He's just so damned bitter about everything that he can't make Gershon, even the fake version of Gershon can't lie convincingly about what he is. He's going to look wrong and Calliope's going to pick up on it. And finally he just says, ah, the hell with it and steps into the thing and, and starts to try to put the thumb screws to her. Walker is doing his best and he is incredibly dangerous, but he's not good at the things that he used to be good at. And he's not a very, he's given all that up and ended up because he hates people so much, he's become people. And so he's not good at being a hidden thing anymore. And unfortunately he's not very good at being people either. Walker's one of those guys that's given up his dreams and is very angry at the people around him who haven't. So again, if I could have said that without a metaphor, I would have probably said it without a metaphor, but that's, I think we all know people like Walker. Some of them are in your writing workshop. Some of them are in your band. Some of them are going to lunch with you uh, at work and complaining about stuff. It's just those people. So that's Walker. So there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in this scene, in the dream sequences. And I can cheat with dream sequences. Stuff doesn't have to make sense, uh, which is probably good because I'm not necessarily super great at making sense. When she's talking to Vicus, Vicus says, I, you know, I, I found that out when I died. And uh, then he becomes Josh. So maybe that was Josh saying, I found that out when I died. Maybe it was Vicus saying, I found that out when I died. But Vicus doesn't know that he died. And Josh would already know the story, but it isn't really Josh. And Walker is the one who's causing the dream, but he doesn't know that Vicus has died. So how did that even come up? Well, it came up because it's in it's out of Calliope's subconscious and Calliope's subconscious is forming part of the dream because it is, when you get right down to it, Calliope's dream that Walker is screwing with, not a projection that Walker's putting on her that she wouldn't otherwise have. So there's all sorts of places that all this information can come with. What parts of it are Walker? What parts of it are Calliope subconscious? I am not a psychiatrist. I do not know these things. I just know what people said. So odds are that line came from Calliope and her continued guilt about what happened in the diner and the fact that she's working through that. And Walker doesn't ever pick up on that line. Whoops. I guess that'll be an unpleasant surprise for him coming up. Or maybe that moment is the first time that he really connects when everything goes sideways. Who knows? Who knows? What we do know is that Vicus doesn't know about that he died yet. It's not Josh, and Walker doesn't end up knowing that Vicus died. So it's pretty much got to be Calliope where that came from. Pretty much has to be. How that makes sense, what the weird various drug interactions are of having some weird guy screwing with your head while you're dreaming when you're tired and you're driving to the mountains and you're stuck in a snowstorm in a motel, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Next time, we will be dealing with Walker some more, I think. But before that, there's going to be some traveling through the mountains. There's going to be Castle Rock or Goblin Town or Weathertop, depending on how you look at it. We'll talk a little bit more about that after I get done recording it. But we're, we're coming out of the other side of the mountains and we're coming into the next phase. We're still in bargaining, though. There's still deals. And that's going to be Chapter 12. Chapter 12.